Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the very first episode of the book club. So this is essentially where I read passages from books that have provided a ton of value to me. And then I talk a little bit about sort of my interpretation of those things and why I think they are important. And on this podcast, we're going to be reading Letters of a Stoic by Seneca the Younger. Seneca was a Roman philosopher born in 4 BC, which gives you a pretty good idea of the time scale. And Stoicism is one of these philosophies that I've studied in great detail. I tend to find a lot of the principles and precepts have a one-to-one correlation with things that happen in modern times. Page 43. An intimate who leads a pampered life will gradually make one soft and flabby. A wealthy neighbor provokes cravings in one. A companion with a malicious nature tends to rub off some of his rust, even on someone of innocent and open-hearted nature. What then do you imagine the effect on a person's character is when the assault comes from the world at large? You must inevitably hate or imitate the world. But the right thing is to shun both courses. You should neither become like the bad because they are many, nor be an enemy of the many because they are unlike you. Retire into oneself as much as you can. Associate with people who are likely to improve you. Welcome those who are capable of improving. The process is a mutual one. Men learn as they teach. So unpacking this one, this is actually one of my favorite pieces of the entire book. And for several reasons, I think in large part, a lot of these things that Seneca is saying here have a high level of relevance to today's society. The first one that says, an intimate who leads a pampered life gradually makes one soft and flabby. <laughs> this is one that, uh, that I like because I think about that a lot. I do feel that there is a lot of soft and flabby people from living pampered lives out there that changes the way that they interact with the world in a negative way. And the very next line says, a wealthy neighbor provokes cravings in one. And this is one thing that you hear about all the time, especially now with Instagram. It's FOMO, right? It's watching your neighbor back then. And now it's watching your Instagram feed. And you're seeing what everybody else is doing. And you're comparing yourself to them. And Seneca's saying here, that's also not what you should be doing. You should not give in to the cravings from watching your neighbor. Another thing that he says, he says, a companion with a malicious nature tends to rub off some of his rust even on someone of an innocent and open-hearted nature. And this is what negativity is, right? I mean, these are the people that are toxic in your life. These are the people that 
you need to cut out of your life. And they could be your friends or your family or your coworkers or whoever they happen to be. But just know, the closer you are with them, the more it's going to rub off, even on someone of an innocent and open-hearted nature. He then goes on to say that you must inevitably either hate or imitate the world, but that the right path is to shun both courses. And again, this is really Stoicism 101. He's saying, retire into yourself as much as you can and associate with people who are likely to improve you and that are also equally likely to be improved by you. And that's one thing that I tend to think about a lot. I want to surround myself with people that improve me in some way. And I like the feeling of being able to provide value and benefit to somebody else. I think that's super powerful. It's something that a lot of people don't think about enough. Page 45. Whenever circumstance brings some welcome thing your way, stop in suspicion and alarm. Wild animals and fish alike are taken in by this or that inviting prospect. Do you look at them as presents given to you by fortune? They are snares. Anyone among you who wishes to lead a secure life will do his very best to steer well wide of these baited bounties, which comprise yet another instance of the errors we miserable creatures fall into. We think these things are ours, when in fact it is we who are caught. What Seneca is talking about here is to just be a skeptical snake. <laughs> just to get your... Get your snout out. Start sniffing around. Um, what he's saying essentially is, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And, you know, it's, um, it's always good to be skeptical, I think. Always. Because if you do see the world only through rose-tinted glasses, then you might find yourself in some situations due to naivete. And that's not to say you shouldn't approach every situation with optimism. I think that ruthless optimism has to be present. However, the dichotomy in that is that you also have to be skeptical. You have to be optimistic, but also have a very realistic and logical assessment of the situation. And that's what Seneca is saying here. He's saying, if it looks too good, it's probably a snare. It's bait. And he uses the analogy of wild animals and fish, because how do you catch fish? You put a worm on a hook, and you don't see the hook, and then chango, fish is caught. And he's saying that we are the fish. We see the worm, and we think it's something given to us by fortune. And upon getting that thing, we are, in fact, the one that is caught. The fish didn't catch the worm. So, I think it's an interesting passage. It's a short one, um, but I do quite enjoy it. Page 208. We need to bestir ourselves. 
life will leave us behind unless we make haste. The days are fleeting by, carried away at a gallop, carrying us with them. We fail to realize the pace at which we are being swept along. Here we are, making comprehensive plans for the future, and generally behaving as if we had all the leisure in the world when there are precipice all around us. So here, Seneca is talking about a couple of different things, but moreover, he's talking about the time. The time that we don't have. We're all intimately aware of the time that we do have because you're living in that time right now. You're listening to this, and before this and after this, you'll be doing something else. But what Seneca is saying here is life is finite, and that death is undefeated. It's several trillion and oh. No one makes it out of this thing alive. And in light of that knowledge, you have to do something with your life. Every moment you should be thinking about that. Every moment right now. What are you doing? Hopefully, you're learning something. That's what I'm doing, at least. But I think that oftentimes, and he talks about leisure, right? And he's saying that you think that you have all the leisure in the world. But in reality, it's not that much time to do leisure or anything else. And I think that if you do like leisure, that's great. But maybe we can redefine what leisure means a little bit. Right now, this is somewhat of a leisurely activity for me. I'm reading a book to you, and I'm enjoying it. But it's also being productive and pushing my life in a forward direction. And I think that's so important because I think that even if you're content, even if you like to do leisurely activities, traditionally leisure-like activities, everybody wants to be greater than they are now. Everybody wants to achieve something better than they are in this present moment. And I think what Seneca is saying here is be mindful of that because it won't last forever. And that is all I got for tonight. You can look forward to more of these very short book club episodes coming up in the future. And I will try to keep them short and concise and just read some of the highlights out of them cliff notes style. And if you did enjoy this podcast, please let me know. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show and that would help me out a ton. So until next time, peace be with you all. Welcome to the next Inga Star Show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.